sometimes it's just speaking a word of truth. Sometimes it's not saying anything. It's putting the hand on the shoulder of a man that was a body, not a bodybuilder, but you know, his physical physique was very important to him. And at the end of his cancer journey, which led to him going to heaven, Brian was absolutely decimated. Mm. And one day I went to visit this man and, and there was nothing to say. Yeah. He was just miserable. Mm. And so all I did was I reached out and I touched his shoulder. Yes. And he looks up at me. I will never forget. He looks up with me and he says, don't ever stop that. Don't ever stop touching your patients. You have no idea how much that means. From the pages of Church Growth Magazine, helping church leaders implement their vision, this is the Church Growth Magazine podcast with your host, Brian Boyd. This is the Church Growth Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Brian Boyd, and today we are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I'm sitting with me is a, a good friend, a pastor, a leader, a chaplain, Richard Kogan. Hi, Richard. Hey, Brian. It's so good to see you again. I was pretty excited when I saw your wife this afternoon. Yeah. Walking down the hall, I didn't know you guys were here, so it's yeah. always a blessing to me. Yeah. When you guys are here. Well, Richard is special to us and uh, my wife and I for a number of reasons. One, he's a he's a great guy, but number two, he is the chaplain at uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, the Tulsa location. And about six years ago, when my wife came here uh, because of uh, breast cancer. Uh, you ministered to us, and uh, and here we are six years later. We got a great story to tell. Fran's healthy, and and you, you still continue to minister to us. Yeah, so. it was it's such a blessing. You know, it's always an honor and a privilege. I told you that before. Yeah, to come alongside people like you and your wife. And um, yeah, it was six years ago this month. That's amazing that we first met, and she's been uh, what celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Five years. She's five, six, oh, six years cancer-free Six now. years yeah, now. So yeah. we're just so thankful for that. You know, Brian, we probably talked about this before. Uh, I know we've talked a lot in the, in the years that all healing comes from the Lord, mm -hmm. um, whether it's through medications, treatments, yeah. or directly from his hand. So tell me, so you've you've been a pastor um, uh, and, and currently you're a chaplain at cancer treatment centers, we right. call it CTCA for short. Right. What is, what does that mean? What do you, what do you do at CTCA? Well, I was talking to somebody about this. I don't know, a couple of years ago or something like that. I don't remember. And one of the things that I say often, Brian is, and that's what I had the privilege of doing with you and Fran is just, we come alongside. Yeah. And, and I, I tell people that all the time. I say, well, you know, we just come alongside, we link arms with folks, we let them know you're not going through this thing by yourself. Mm. You know, God's with you, we're with you, and we're staying with you wherever this journey leads. For some, their journey leads to heaven. Yeah. For others, uh, praise the Lord like your wife. Uh, look what she's been able to accomplish. Uh, the Lord has touched her and healed her. So that's just exciting. But whatever way, we're going to stay with you no matter mm. what. So I was explaining that to uh, somebody one time. And, you know, the Lord will put words in your mouth so you don't even realize it. It'll come out. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And when that happens to me, it's like, wow, that's good. Not not me, but Lord, that's that was really good because it was the Lord that inspired us. So I was talking to someone just like that, how we come alongside. Yeah. And before I kind of realized what I was saying, I said, and this is a paraclete ministry. Hmm. 
you know, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the paraclete. And what does that mean? It means come alongside. Mm -hmm. So when I, when the Holy Spirit put those words in my mouth, I wasn't even aware. Mm -hmm. You know, when I said that, Brian, I got really ex more excited then because it's like, Lord, that's super cool. Well, you, you, you are the, uh, I believe now you're the only chaplain here at the Tulsa location and, right and cancer treatment center has, I think five locations Correct. around the United States, Correct. specializing in cancer care and, and, and treatment and recovery, um, uh, in a, uh, in inclusive way. In other words, you, when you walk in the building, you've got, you've got lab, you've got surgery, you've got Everything. radiation imaging, uh, your own call, everything's in one location, which I know firsthand has been amazing for us. Yeah. Um, so you 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 see you see people in all all parts of their journey, I suppose. Um, I want to talk to you about church growth. As you know, the the magazine is dedicated to the tactical parts of church growth, but but I think your outreach here is you've, you've touched thousands of people. I'm sure. Are there any stories you can share that that stick out where you see God move? Um, I know we can't talk specifics, but to what extent can you share any stories that you've seen here in your ministry here at Cancer Treatment Center? Well, first, Brian, what the Lord taught me years ago is I was a pastor at uh, two different churches, uh, okay. as a pastor, assistant pastor. And then uh, we uh, went to Las Vegas to try to start a church, my wife and I. Yeah. And uh, we were not interested in what, you know, like I call sheep stealing. Were there slot machines in your People, church? Uh, no, we never got off the ground and there weren't oh, okay. going to be slot machines in oh, the okay. church, Brian. But okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Vegas is different. So I Vegas know is very different. Yeah, yeah, you okay. know, that's for sure. Yeah. And that's just where we felt the Lord called us. And so, so we went. Sure. And um, so we just wanted to reach the lost. We, you know, if people were unhappy with church, it's not like we would ignore them, but it was to reach the lost. So mm -hmm. uh, anyway, the church plant never got off the ground. I have okay. four children. They were very young at the at the time. My wife homeschooled our kids mm -hmm. all the way through. And so I you know, had to work. So the denomination I was a part of was supporting us partially. Okay. And then I had to fill in the rest myself. So I was cleaning houses or different things like that. Yeah. So when the church plant went away, that was not enough to support my family. I ended up driving a taxi mm -hmm. on the strip at night. Really? So, yeah. And so I was in my cab, I don't know, the second or third night, Brian, and I was telling the Lord all about this because I was not happy about this. You weren't happy that the church plant didn't take off? I wasn't happy about that. I wasn't yeah. happy about sitting in a taxi cab. Yeah. Um, I wasn't happy about not being a pastor anymore. You generally weren't happy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I would, I thought maybe I need to tell the Lord all about this, okay. you know, in case he wasn't aware. What was he happening. wasn't sure he, yeah, he may, was paying attention. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, I was sitting in my cab that second or third night or whatever. And so I'm just, okay, now, Lord, now, Lord, you know, we came here and we wanted to start a church. And yeah. We wanted to reach people. Uh, we weren't interested. People were unhappy with church. We wanted to reach people that don't know you, Lord. And here I am sitting inside this taxi cab. Well, you know. The Lord had me set up and, and clear as day. It wasn't an audible voice, Brian, but I knew it was him. It yes. was real simple. Said, yeah. Who's getting it out of your cab every night? So people that don't know the Lord. There so I go. had an opportunity to talk to people about Jesus yeah. that never would darken the door of a church building. So you felt comfortable someone getting in your cab. They just open up. The conversation would start possibly. The Lord just directed that. Uh, Interesting. The man that hired me told me, he said, you will not use my cab to spread the word of God. Okay. Well, God wasn't intimidated by that, of course. And uh, I said, I said, well, I, you know, hey, I was a pastor. He said, that's my point. I said, my point is, they will ask, 
And he said, okay, if they ask, you can tell them. Sure. So most people that got in my cab, uh, if they could speak English, uh, because I had quite a few. We, I had over 32 countries in my oh, cab. Oh, undoubtedly in Vegas. And sure. I wanted to be a missionary. How many time, Elvises so that were was in just your really cab? Cool. That's what I wanted. I don't think I had an Elvis. Come on. I had the bass singer from The Temptations, though. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said I, I'm doing a gig. I said, yeah. He says, yeah, I'm the bass singer for The Temptations. I said, you're kidding me. Oh, that's awesome. And he had a real low bass yeah, voice, yeah, right? Yeah. And he said, not with a voice like this, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So um, he said, if someone asks you. So ask that you can tell them. So yeah. the majority of people, Brian said, uh, one of two things. They'd ask me, what did you do before you uh, drove a cab? Yeah. And why did you come to Vegas? And and so my answer was always the same. I'm a pastor and I came here to start a church. Of course, that opens up. Oh, the- and, and, and uh, so I had a chance to uh, talk to uh, uh, women who, uh, you know, were working as prostitutes. I had a chance to tell a lady who was working at a strip club. She had a single daughter. I'm sure she might have felt, um, you know, trapped. Yeah. Needing to, to care for her daughter. Um, she was raised in a Christian home. Hmm. And the Lord, she must have asked one of the two questions. And, and I started telling her, and I still remember her name. Her name is Michelle. Hmm. And I still pray for her from time to time. And uh, I said, oh, he's calling your name, Michelle. He's Oh, she bawled. She tipped me real well. About a month and a half later, I ended up having her in my cab again. It was only God wow. could direct it. Yeah, it was on what's called a radio call, you know, because she lived in the community, and they came in that there was someone needed picked up, and they had it in zones, and so they, you know, put it. I put in for it, Brian. I never got those. I'm not kidding you, because it went to everybody in our company, yeah. so anybody could get that if they were quick enough on the computer, which I never was. I got the call, hmm. and it ended up being her. Hmm. And and so I just started in on her right away. I said, "Well, he loves you, Michelle. He he, he desires you, and he wants a relationship with you." And again, she bawled really hard and tipped me really well. Again, I haven't seen her since. I believe I'll see her in heaven. Yeah. But what the Lord showed me was just being a, a faithful. Okay. With the opportunities that you have when you have it, and it isn't always. You know, no one prayed to receive the Lord in my cat, Brian. Uh, and and uh, since I've you know we moved here to Tulsa in '99. Okay. Uh, after Vegas, and then I, I worked at Rider Transportation for five years, and then the Lord opened up the door. I really had a burning desire to be back in full time vocational ministry because I felt called into full full time vocational ministry when I was still a teenager, my senior year of high school. Right, just as real to me as my conversion had been right before I was fifteen. The Lord just grabbed a hold of me, changed my life forever. As a senior in high school, He just really grabbed a hold of me and said, "Follow me," because hmm. I had selfish plans to go major in music in college and be the best French horn player in in the world. And he just said, follow me. And so for me, Brian, I believe that that was, I'd be in full-time vocational ministry the rest of my life. So being a chaplain is that vocational ministry. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so first I worked in hospice Yeah, and uh, loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. And then the Lord opened the door here and I've been here seven and a half years and I'm, I'm just so thankful. It's uh, it's an honor. And a privilege, I've used that already, but it truly is that for me. Yes. Uh, first off, obviously, to know the Lord, to be His. I'm so thankful that yeah. uh, I belong to Him. He, Jesus does get sweeter yeah. as the days go there by. Go. I'm so thankful to belong to Him. And I'm thankful that He's given me this opportunity. You know, Brian, when I was out of full-time vocational ministry for 11 years, uh, you know, I went back over the mistakes I had made and stuff. And I realized, you know, Lord, I, I don't deserve that. And, and I'm so sorry. But if you will ever... Put me back into full-time vocational ministry. I won't take it for granted. 
So here at CTCA, do do most uh, patients that come through do they accept your um, do they do they accept, say Pastor you know Pastor Richard wants to be with you? Do they accept that? Do most people want that prayer even if they don't believe in a God or God or have any sort of a faith? What kind of response do you get when you when you because I feel like this we're departing a little bit, but but I feel like this is your church. You know, this is ch- absolutely church necessarily, and we know this church isn't necessarily no. isn't a set of pews. No, and that's you know, so that's if I could stop for a minute to yeah. answer, I'll answer your question in a few minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, but if I can go on because I was getting that you said what you know about the church is church growth and yeah, and so the trying to sum up a longer story of in Vegas. So I went there to start a church. Yes, at least that's what I had right. And so anyway, I was telling somebody about this since I came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a few years ago. And, and Brian, I felt like a failure when it came to that. I felt like I had failed. Not a failure, but I felt like I had failed when it came to that because the goal was to try to start a church. And it didn't happen visibly right? that I could see. Yes. But Jesus, when he sent out the, the disciples in Matthew 10, he said, announce the kingdom of God is here. And then he told them to, to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, heal the sick, raise the dead, right. cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. Right? So the Lord showed me something very important, Brian, from that, which I thought was a failure at th- for a long time. My job, your job, everybody's job, quote unquote, when we belong to the Lord, the Lord has told us, advance my kingdom. And to me, advancing the kingdom is being faithful with the opportunities that God gives you okay. when you have them. Sometimes it is having the incredible privilege of seeing someone come to Christ. And God's blessed me with that privilege in hospice and in here and even before that. But um, any, every time it happens, it's so exciting. Sometimes it's just speaking a word of truth. Sometimes it's not saying anything. It's putting the hand on the shoulder of a man that was a body not a bodybuilder, but, you know, his physical physique was very important to him. And at the end of his cancer journey, which led to him going to heaven, Brian was absolutely decimated. Mm. And one day I went to visit this man and, and there was nothing to say. Yeah. He was just miserable. Mm. And so all I did was I reached out and I touched his shoulder. Yes. And he looks up at me. I will never forget. He looks up with me and he says, don't ever stop that. Don't ever stop touching your patience. You have no idea how much that means. Whether it's that or whatever. So he said, go, announce the kingdom is here, and then to do those things that showed it, right? But what did he say about the church, Brian? He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I think sometimes maybe we get the cart before the horse. We talk about church growth and church growth. It's like, hey, let's let everybody out there know, everyone that loves the Lord, hey, you're a a kingdom advancer. You're an ambassador, Jesus, the Lord says. We're his ambassadors, Paul said, right? So let's just be faithful with the opportunities we have today, like right now, and do what God has placed in front of you. He's going to build a church. Right. He will build the church. I've seen the church built, but not necessarily in physical buildings. I've seen people pray to receive Christ, literally, Brian, on their deathbed. Literally on their deathbed. Was the church built? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely it was. 
there was a man here. He was, uh, you know, in, in on the floor. Yes. And he was, uh, he was hot. And he was in the flames. And he was, I'm in these flames. I am so hot. He told you he was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He told me that. Oh, he's, oh, I see what you're saying. He oh. told me that. He was experiencing this terrible heat huh. and fire. I'm in the fire. Wow. He told me. Yeah. And uh, so I, I said, Mr. So-and-so, yeah. uh, do, are, do you want to get out of that fire? Yes. So Jesus is your way out of the fire. I mean, I don't remember exactly, you know, Brian, yeah. what I said, but you cry out to Jesus. And so he did. Later, I, the nurse was in the room with me at the time. Later, I pulled her aside and I said, is there anything at all going on medically that that man would be experiencing something like that? And she said, no, nothing. So I went to visit him a couple weeks later. He, uh, you know, went. There was nothing more medically. Done. He went on hospice. I went to see him. And his he was sleeping. So I asked his wife. I said, was he ever in the fire again? She said, no. The Lord builds church. That man's with the Lord. Yeah. And I praise God for that. I watch God put me where he wants me to be, when he wants me to be there. I have a front row seat. That's what I tell people. I have a front row seat. The word of God says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Well, I'm righteous, Brian, and so are you. Not because of us, oh my goodness, but because of Christ. We're the righteous of God in Christ, First, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. So I praise God for that. And I watch him direct my steps, just like today, seeing your wife and, and, and getting to see you guys. I didn't even know you guys were here. But the Lord direct our steps. He put us together because this is what he's all about. So it's just being faithful with those opportunities. So anyway, I was talking to someone about uh, someone who used to work here, and I was talking to their her, her husband mm -hmm. about Vegas. Yeah. And, you know, again, I felt like I had failed, right? And so I'm telling them about that, but then the people got in my cab and the opportunities that I had to tell them about the Lord. And I said, you know, I went to start a church. And he looks right at me, Brian, and he says, you did. And I've never felt like that was ever a failure ever again. And, you know, it was like this huge weight the Lord just lifted right off of me. Wow. And I praise God for that. So just be faithful. Everybody can be faithful. You don't have to be a church leader. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a chaplain. Whatever the title is, you belong to Jesus. You'll have opportunities. And so just be faithful with the opportunity. I've blown it many times. But the Lord is good. He's greater than our mistakes. He's greater than us blowing it. He's greater than us missing it. Yeah. He's just greater than all that. And whatever we use, well, I mean, whatever we do, God will take it. We can be guaranteed of this, that God will take it and use it because he does not waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. So uh, I've seen the Lord heal people through medicine and everything like that. I've had an incredible experience about a year ago of, of seeing the Lord heal a woman straight mm. by his hand. Here in the hospital. Here in the hospital. Uh, stage four cervical cancer. Mm. And um, the main tumor just continued to grow no matter what they did. And I was standing outside the stained, you know, stained glass window in the hallway here of the chapel. And um, her husband came. I got to know them. They love the Lord. Yeah. Precious folks. Sure. And um, anyway, she was getting chemo. And 
um, he was just distraught because no matter what they did, this tumor just continued to grow. Wow. So, um, you know, my heart just went out to him. And I'm not sure if I prayed with him, but certainly offered comfort and support and just love the guy, you know. And anyway, so he left. It was at the end of the day. And I, I work 410, so I'm always pretty ready. <laughs> you know, it was time to go home. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, that day, and it was time to go home, Brian. It was time for me to go home. But I couldn't. And the way I've described it is the compassion of Jesus. You know, there's times in the scripture where it says Jesus full of compassion. Jesus moved by compassion. Now, we know Jesus was compassionate. We know that. But there are times in scripture where it specifically points out that there was this compassion that moved Jesus to do what he did. That's the best way I can describe it, Brian. The compassion of Jesus just overwhelmed me. Just yes, picked me up. Sure. The thought in my head was, go get the the oil, the anointing oil, which I, I keep in the office. And, and go and anoint her and pray for healing. Now, I've done that before. Uh, she's she's in a church that they've done that. Her elders did that and everything like that. So I just, out of obedience, just went. So I go in there and, and she's, you know, getting chemo. And, and she's talking about her husband and stuff. And she wanted me to pray for her husband. I said, well, you know, I pray for your husband. <laughs> I saw him. I think I think caregivers need prayer too. And they do. And that, that's a whole and that, other dot. That's a whole other podcast. Brian, it is. And and for you, it's been as much yeah, ministry to you at yeah. times I, I, as to your wife. Yeah. And you know, it's very true. And this is how I've said it. If somebody gets cancer, their whole family gets it. It's true. Their whole circle gets it. Yeah. You know, their close circle. Everybody has a close circle. And when they get cancer, everybody gets that. I'm glad to see that you uh, have a chance to to minister to the caregivers. Too. Oh, that's a blessing that's too. Great. I mean, that's it's all great. an art, all of yeah, us, yeah. all of it, whoever it is, yeah. linking arms with whoever it is. Sure. Great. The patient, the family, the caregivers, uh, their friends, whoever it may be. So I was like, no, I saw him, but I came to pray for you. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I want to pray for healing. And she said, okay, let's go. So uh, just, uh, you know, pray for, her. I spoke against that tumor to shrivel up and die and leave. And, you know, off I went. So that was right before Christmas. And um, a few weeks later, I saw her down in, in surgery. One of the things that we do, because you said, what do I do? One of the things we do is we go down to surgery and pray for people uh, before they go back, if they want. You ask me, or does everyone want? Of course not. Not everybody wants a chaplain. Never, not everybody wants us to pray for them. And that's okay. God is the ultimate gentleman. He doesn't force himself on anyone, Brian, so neither do I. But people know we're here. Sure. And, uh, you know, and I'll get to I can talk about just about anything. You I know, think you're good at that. I, I've lived kind of east to west and north to south and places in between, Brian. Yeah. When I was still at home in Maryland, uh, after I'd come to Christ, I was a late teenager, I think, and I remember telling the Lord, Lord, I'll go anywhere and do anything yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I belong to you. So anyway, I uh, go down surgery, and, and she's there, and, and they're going to have guided radiation to this main tumor, which I found out later they re they refer to as the monster. Hmm. So it was it was pretty the technology you, here is incredible. It, get, that gives yeah. you an idea of how big this yeah, thing was, yeah. right? And, and so yeah. it was pretty nasty. And uh, no matter what they're doing, the dumb, <laughs> dumb thing, it just keeps growing. Yeah. So anyway, so they had a guided radiation, uh, five treatments. I went to see her to pray for her before treatment number four. So she and her husband had huge smiles on their faces. And she said, we've got good news. Well, I sat down. You know, there's you, you've been in there. There's, there's chairs in the right. So I sat down. And I was like, "Tell me," because I knew whatever it was, 
this was going to be good. Yeah. Right. And uh, she said, well, after I woke up from the third treatment, the doctor told her, he said, well, the tumor is completely gone. Not only is the tumor completely gone, there's no evidence whatsoever you ever had a tumor there in your body. So uh, you can imagine, you know, how excited I was and probably did a happy dance in the chair. I do happy dances around here when we hear good news. You know that. You've seen it. And because uh, everyone's worth celebrating and good news is worth celebrating. And uh, anyway, um, as you can imagine, I was just so happy and excited because, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed for healing, Brian, for people to be healed. Yes. And oftentimes that healing is in heaven. You know, here they, like they say, not no, uh, people shouldn't expect the same results. Uh, some people have been healed through treatments and stuff, some directly from their hands. Some have been healed in heaven, and that is healing. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. Heaven is the ultimate healing to which there's no reversal. So, But I wanted to see people heal in the here and now of things. I had a good friend, uh, him and his wife both actually used to work here, and they both told me this, and I don't know who originally said this, but, but I love this saying, and maybe you've heard it. God honors bold prayers, and bold prayers honor God. So I would pray around this place, and I would pray there would be cancer healing center, that it would be done in such a way that they would know. It was Lord. God does heal through doctors. Now, again, you, you know that. You've experienced that, and I'm thankful for it. But sometimes, you know, we're human, yes. and so we're limited. But where we are, he is not. And so it was gone. And she was stage four. So there's other places in her body. Uh, it just means that the, it had spread to other spots, and... Uh, so she, there was that too. Well, I saw her about a month later, and uh, she was down in the lobby again. Just happened to right Lord yes, direct my steps, right. and I saw her, and, and uh, she had just gotten the results of her scans. No evidence of disease whatsoever. And uh, I saw her recently, and it's still that way. That's amazing. Miracle. So it, it really is. Yeah, it truly yeah. is. Uh, you know what happened with your wife is a miracle. Sure. Somebody going home to be with the Lord to me is a miracle. The greatest miracle to me, Brian, is when a person comes to Christ. Uh, that's the greatest miracle of all. That God would, by His Spirit, come and and show us our need, and He would come and live inside of us by His Spirit. How, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, only God can do that. So that's the greatest miracle of all that we'd be with him forever. But I love seeing him here too. Yeah, uh, sure. As far as that goes, people, you know, when I worked in hospice and even here sometimes, Brian, people will say, how do you do this? How can you do this? Because obviously I've seen a lot of people pass on to go home to be in heaven. Um, I say, you know, I've got a whole lot of people waiting for me in heaven. They're just going to meet me at the gate and I can't wait. I really believe that my uh, experience of heaven has been enriched not that anything will be bad in heaven. It'll all be good. You can, it's all great. It's only going to get better, right? But just by uh, the privilege and the honor of being in this job and where I was before in hospice. Well, I think, um, you know, when you're called to the ministry, um, I think that what we've learned today is is not learned that it's new to some people, but I think... You know, your ministry could be in a taxi cab on the Las Vegas Strip. It could be in a, uh, a church in Austin, Texas. Um, it could be a uh, uh, being a chaplain uh, at a at a cancer treatment hospital. And um, 
uh, God knows where you need to be. Absolutely. And he, he, he puts you in the right place. And he does. And I, and I can definitely testify to that, Brian. When I was young in the Lord, um, I heard a, a tape by a teaching tape by Keith Green. Oh yeah. I remember Keith Green. Yeah. I, I love Keith, love Keith Green. You I know. know. Keith was what he, his definition of a Christian is someone who's bananas for Jesus. And that was Keith Green. Yeah. He's and great. so uh, my Keith. heart for the Lord and his heart for the Lord, I was still relatively new in the Lord. So the Lord gave me a gift with his music and his writings and stuff. Yeah. So I listened to a tape and I think the tape was about becoming like Jesus. I don't remember exactly, but this was the point, Brian. He was talking about everything. You know, scripture says that we should do all that we do. We should do as unto the Lord. So, and, and you know, I say, I like to just make a distinction and say full-time vocational ministry, because if you belong to the Lord, you're in full-time ministry because mm-hmm. you're his. And he's right. called us all to be his ambassadors and to be, to be his people throughout the earth to, again, advance the kingdom and be faithful with the opportunities. But I remember this. For whatever reason, Brian, I remember this specifically. He said, you know, to do everything as unto the Lord. He said, so if you're a janitor, I remember this specifically. He said, and you're cleaning toilets. He said, you know that lip down there? And, you know, there's always there's a lip on a toilet, right, mm-hmm. on the, where it goes to the floor. He said, you remember that lip? He said, get down there and clean that lip because the Lord sees it. Well, you know, after I graduated from Bible college and I married my wife and she's finishing up college in Iowa, and what do I end up doing? I was a janitor. So every day, what did I do, Brian? I clean toilets. I worked in a home for uh, those with disabilities, cleaning that whole facility. And I can remember so many times I'm down on my hands and knees. And, now clean that lip. You know, yeah. I'm going to clean that lip. Yeah. I was yeah. doing that sure. as unto the Lord. To me, I was ministering yeah. to the Lord and then the people there because you walk through that building at the end of the day and it sparkled and it looked great. Well, I wanted to do, do an excellent job uh, because I was doing it as unto the Lord. Because yeah. even if nobody else walked through that building, obviously people did. The Lord saw it. So the Lord sees what we do, uh, no matter where we are. There's the people that are going to listen to this. They're out there laboring for the Lord that nobody knows it, but he does. Yeah. When I was in hospice, Brian, I was talking to someone I don't remember if he was a family member or just someone, you know, that I ran into in a store or something. I don't remember. But I was talking to this man and what I what I what I do, you know, at that time working as a hospice chaplain. And he looked at me and he says, Well, you kind of labor in relative obscurity, don't you? Now I don't really know what he meant by that. I don't know if he meant that as a dig. <laughs> I, I didn't take it that way. I don't really know what he meant by that. But you know, I thought about that and I thought, well, no. I don't labor in relative obscurity. Nobody labors in relative obscurity because the Lord sees exactly where I am. Yes. And exactly where I'm doing. And and maybe that was a lesson from a taxi cab. As as hard as that was, all I wanted to do was what I had been doing. I just wanted to be a pastor, work as a pastor, work in full-time vocational ministry. And when that was taken away from me, it was excruciatingly difficult. But the Lord time and again reminded me that he was mindful of me. Yeah. That he knew I was there. This guy got in my cab one time, right? And, and uh, you know, really slow night, super slow. Ugh. And um, they could be that way sometimes. And I started, he asked the question, I guess, and started, started telling the story and everything. And he looks at me and I, you know, he was back behind me. Of course, he could see his eyes in the rearview mirror. And he says, you're not going to 
basically, I don't remember exactly how he said it, Brian, but it was something to the effect of this, you're not going to stop going on with the Lord, are you? And I was like, oh, no. No. You know, when Jesus was teaching and the greater crowd, some of them went away. And he turned to the disciples and he said, are you going to go too? And I love this. You know, what did Peter say? Oh, no, Lord. Where are we going to go? You have the words of life. And I said, no, I'm, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to keep going on with, with Jesus. He's like, good. And got out the cat. Shucks, maybe that was an angel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, checking in. I, I don't know, but that encouraged me. It encouraged me. The Lord sees. Sure. The Lord sees. Nothing's wasted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, uh, you know, I, I understand that one of the greatest gifts God's given me, and you know, you understand too, Brian, the gifts, they're not our gifts. The gifts are give, given for the good of the body of Christ, for building up the body of Christ, that we would all become mature and become like Jesus, that we would be conformed to his image. That's why the gifts are there. So it really isn't any gift that we have is not our gift, right? It's God's first and foremost, but it really belongs to everyone yeah. else. So I know one of the things is encourager. Yeah. I know that. God is, that's one of the gifts of the Lord's, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So if I can just encourage everybody that's listening to this, no matter what you're doing, God sees you. He knows what you're doing. Just keep doing it to him. It's not wasted time. He's going to take it. He's going to use it. You may not see it in this life, but there'll be crowns and, and, and treasures that, of course, will lay at his feet. He said to store up treasures in heaven. Heaven's become so much more real for me. Yeah. Uh, working in hospice and working here. I tell folks, and I probably told you before, Brian, I'm excited about everything I know and everything I don't. Can't wait to get there. Well, I think uh, anybody who comes through Tulsa would be remiss if they didn't say hi to you. And I'm, and uh, I tell you, for us, uh, it's been a joy getting to know you over the last six years. And um, uh, I speak for my wife and I being so thankful to God for what you do here at Cancer Treatment Center of America. And um, and I know you've been a real encouragement to, to those listening today in different stages of ministry. And uh, that's what this is about. So that's it. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. You're welcome, Brian. It was my privilege. It was so good to see you guys. Always good. Listen, if you have any questions for Richard, you can drop them here and send them to us here at the Church Growth Magazine podcast. Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, at churchgrowthmagazine.com. And uh, I'll field those questions and see if we can get any of those to Richard if you have any questions for him. Uh, but in the meantime, for Richard, Pastor Richard Kogan, Chaplain Richard Kogan, uh, who's a handsome guy, by the way. He just rolled his eyes. You can't see it on the podcast. For Richard, I'm Brian Boyd. Thank you for joining us here at the Church Growth Magazine podcast, and we'll see you next time.